Have you ever wondered, is the racial justice and equity work at my school, district, or organization being co-opted? Or does it ever feel like the racial justice work at your school is the watered-down version? If you've answered yes to any of these questions, then you're in the right place. Hi, I'm Dr. Terrence L. Green. I'm a tenure professor, and I've helped to prepare hundreds of racially just and anti-racist school leaders, and I want to help you. That's why I created this podcast to provide you and your team with real world insights and practices that work so that you can collectively build racially just schools. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about three ways that racial justice and equity work can become watered down and what you can do about it. If you're ready, let's go. You're listening to the Racially Just Schools podcast, the show that provides resources to help you and your team build racially just schools. Now, here's your host, Dr. Terrence L. Green. Welcome to the Racially Just Schools podcast. My name is Terrence L. Green, and I am your host. And as always, I am super excited that you're back again for another episode. Now, on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that is very important. Um, and it unfortunately happens more often than we would like for it to happen. And I'm going to be talking to you about three ways that racial justice and equity work becomes watered down and what you can actually do about it. Right. Because this work is too important to be watered down or to be co-opted. But there's some things that we can start to do about it and, and rethink our approach, rethink um, some of our practices. And so I'm super excited to talk to you about that today. So let's hop right into it. There are many ways that racial justice and equity work can become watered down. And so um, there, there are a myriad of ways in which that can happen. But I just want to share with you three common ways. And, and, and maybe in some other episodes, we'll talk a little bit about some other ways. One of the ways that racial justice and equity work can become watered down is when a school or a district, an organization, even a university values representation more than redistribution. I'll say that again is when a school, right, a district, they value representation more than redistribution. Now, in the book that I'm currently writing right now, I have an entire chapter devoted to this with beautiful matrices and a lot of questions where you can start to identify where your school or district is in this work. And I want to be clear from the get go that the work around representation, it is important, right? It is important to um, have more black principals and more black superintendents and more black educators and more black paraprofessionals and more um, racially minoritized folks, uh, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander is important to have representation. But I want to be clear that representation is not enough to upend a system of white supremacy, a system of systemic anti-black racism, a system of settler colonialism. Representation is not enough. And the danger of focusing only and exclusively or majority or the majority of your efforts on representation without changing the organizational norms, the organizational culture and conditions is that you end up just diversifying a system of white supremacy. Right. And so what I always like to say is that it is not enough to give black students, for example, more access to a system of white supremacy and black death. Right. So the deal is that 
you you you're diversifying who you have working in an organization but if you don't change you know the norms of that organization if you don't change the culture of that organization if you don't change the routines of that district or of that school then oftentimes you'll have you know black latinx um indigenous um asian pacific islander folk working in a system and they're not able to make the the radical changes that they need to make. And when I say radical, I think about the etymology of this word, which means the roots, right? They can't do that deep foundational root work to make schools and districts um, racially just in very powerful, robust, and transformative ways. And so instead of focusing so much on representation, which you should, it's not an either or, but it is a both and. So Instead of only focusing on representation, a school in a district should also focus on redistribution, right? And so what I mean by redistribution is you literally divest from things that are harmful to racially minoritized groups, children, adults. You 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 divest from things that are harmful for black faculty that are harmful to uh, black youth and black children and black families. And you reallocate. And, and put those resources into things that are affirming. So for an example, you start to divest from textbooks, from curriculum, from instruction, from school culture, from assessments that are harmful and that are detrimental to um, to, to Latinx students, to, to black students, to Asian, to Pacific. You, you divest from that and you reallocate those resources into places into people, into systems, into uh, communities that will be affirming, right? And so now the, the, the work of redistribution, it starts to shift that, the dynamics of power, right? It starts, to, it starts to shift the ways that the organization functions and that it runs. And so it is important that you take stock and do an inventory of the practices at your school, of, of, of the routines at your school, of the decisions that are made at your school or district, of the policies that you have, and to assess whether or not they are focused more on representation or are they focused more on redistribution? Because redistribution starts to get to the dynamics of power that uphold systems of racial status quo. Another way that racial justice and equity work gets watered down, it is when schools and districts are more concerned about events over the material experiences of black and other racially minoritized groups. I'll say it again. It's when schools and districts are more concerned they value more the events more than the material experiences of black and other racially minoritized groups. Now, what does this mean? So the example that I always like to give is imagine if you will, um, there is this 20 foot ditch and it was intentionally dug and you and folks like you are in this 20, you're 20 feet deep in this deep ditch. And you know, 20 feet is 
is deep enough to where you you can't climb out of it, right? You don't have a ladder, you don't have uh, like a rope, you don't have any resources to necessarily get out of there. And so, you know, you're working to do what you can do in community with the people there. And uh, they're folks that are above the ground. They're at the top of this and they're looking over at you and saying, all right, y'all be cool. It's going to be all right. We going to get some help. We got you. And so the people above above the ground that are not in a ditch, you know, they start having conversations about it. Well, it's it's messed up that the people are in the ditch. Well, we need to do something about it. Well, and then they start arguing. Well, I didn't put them in there. Well, I wasn't here when they got in there. And so like this whole thing's ensued. But they they're having they're having critical conversations about it, right? And then um, above the ground too, uh, people are like, you know what? Since there's so many people that are in this 20 foot ditch, uh, maybe we should write a policy about um, making sure that we. Uh, prevent and put a rail around this ditch so that no one else falls in it so they create a policy around it and then they actually hire and create a department there's an entire department with people devoted to making sure that this ditch is closed up and that we get folks out of the ditch now this whole time that ditch still exists and you and the people like you are still there and so you don't care that they passed the policy you don't care that they've hired an entire uh, arm of the the district to focus on uh, getting you out the ditch. You don't care that they're having all these conversations. All you care about is making sure that that ditch is closed up and that you and the folks with you are out of it. And the people on top of the ground, they're like, hold on. You, don't you see all the things we're doing? We've had conversations about it. We've devoted a whole uh, department to this. We have a policy around it. And the people that are experiencing being in that 20 uh, foot ditch, like, I don't give two hoots about what y'all are doing up there. And I like to use that analogy and that example because it is similar to what happens in schools and districts. I can't tell you the number of school leaders, district leaders that I've talked to who are like, I, I won't give me give me some credit because. We're having courageous conversations and we're having these crucial conversations. We brought this uh, person in or we had a, a summit and we had a, a convening and we had an institute and we've passed a policy. And all those things are fine and well and they're nice and I'm grateful and I'm deeply thankful that you've done that. And what you also need to consider is that families and communities and youth are going to continue to bring that heat as long as that ditch still exists. As long as that debt, what Dr. Gloria Latson Billings calls this education debt, it still exists, they still going to be coming with that heat. We still coming with that heat, right? And so it is not enough to just pride yourself in those amazing things that you've done. And I'm so glad and I affirm you and I'm grateful that you've done them. And I also want you to consider the material experiences of black and other racially minoritized groups being radically different right so that is a way that we can guard against our work becoming watered down where we don't focus as much on these events of these things that we've done but we place more focus on the material experiences being significantly better for black latinx indigenous asian and pacific islander students in our district Another way that racial justice and equity work can become watered down is that when everything 
has to first go through the white gaze is when everything has to first go through the white gaze. Now, this idea of the white gaze, um, my understanding and learning from it comes from Toni Morrison. And essentially, the, the white gaze in this context is that before we do anything in a school or district, we're always thinking about it through the lens of whiteness and how white people will experience it, feel it, think about it. And we're also thinking about white power interests, right? So in other words, it's like, I, I've, I can't tell you it over time. It's like, you know, a school or a district is having an explicit issue um, with black students. But because of the white gaze, it's it has to be framed as students of color. It's, it's not a student of color issue. Your data just showed you <laughs> in this particular instance that it's black students, right? And so, the white gaze will cause you to do three things. It'll cause if, if you if you are always adherent to that. And again, and again, I get it. I understand people working in districts that are deeply racist and you like I'm just trying to continue to navigate and I'm doing my work to up in this and the racial justice. But there's some political ways in which I have to move. So I get that. I am not. Um, I get that. And. I want to encourage you to think about what the white gaze can cause you to do three things. It can cause you to pause. It can cause you to be palatable and it can cause you to placate. I'll say those three, those again, it can cause you to pause, right? You were going to work for racial justice for a particular group of students, but you thought about the way that the white gaze would interpret it. And so you paused, right? Or you you made it palatable, right? And so the work now became about diversity instead of about anti-racism, right? Or racial liberation, right? It became about diversity and about difference because that was something that was more palatable for the white power brokers and the white interests and the um, the white gaze. But the third thing is that it'll cause you to placate, right? <laughs> and so anytime you are placating, a system or a group of people, it is very difficult for you to be your authentic self, right? And so those are things I want you to think about, that the white gaze, when you run every policy and you run every curricular decision and you run every, uh, the way you engage with families and communities through the white gaze, it'll cause you to pause, it'll cause you to be uh, palatable, it'll cause you to placate, and it'll cause you to water down racial justice and equity work. So instead of filtering everything through the white gaze instead you might filter everything through the racial justice gaze right and the question becomes does this policy support racial justice in redistributive ways as we just spoke about earlier does this policy support racial justice in actually changing the material experiences of students in our school, right? Does this curriculum do these assessments, right? Do uh, the culture that we have in our building and across our campuses allow racial justice now to become your gaze and make your decisions from that irrespective of the white gaze? That way, 
you're not watering down this work. And that work of racial justice can keep its fervor. It can keep its fire and it can keep its productive nature of making schools racially just. Okay. I hope you found these useful and helpful as you think about the work that you're doing in your school or in your district or your university or whatever setting you're in. And I would love if you would share this podcast episode with just one other person. And after that person listens to it and you listen to it, you'll come back and you'll have a conversation about it. You dialogue about it. You start thinking about all the initiatives, all the efforts and all the work that you're doing in your school around racial justice and equity, and then start to take it through these filters, right? Start to take it through the filter of like, are we doing more work that's focused on representation or are we on this continuum of redistribution? Start to think about, are we more focused on the events or are we, are, are we thinking about the experiential experiences and realities and materialities that children and youth are having in our district? And then like, are we always taking things through the white gaze and how might we start to pivot away from that? Because if we're going to build racially just schools, if we're going to build racially just school districts, I'm talking about building them where the foundation is solid, where it's built on racial liberation and racial freedom and on freedom dreams and on racially just futures, then we have to do that thinking apart from and practicing apart from merely just representation and merely just the experiences and the white gaze. And so I hope this was helpful for you. I look forward to your feedback and your comments. Please share this with someone else. And I hope this helps you and your team continue to build racially just schools. I hope you have an awesome time and I see you when I see you. Peace. Well, that is it, folks. Thank you so much for joining the Just Schools podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I am so excited and really looking forward to our time together during future podcasts. What I need you to do is to please hit the subscribe button, share with a friend, and please leave a review. Love reviews. And if you want to hear more from me, you can head on over to www.raciallyjustschools.com. That is www.raciallyjustschools.com. When you join our community, I have a free video for you on three tips that will make your racial justice work better. And again, if you love the show, hit subscribe, rate it, and leave a review on iTunes. And until next time, peace.